the Tim Marner podcast podcast show. I'm going to do that again because that sounded stupid. Or should I just leave it in? No, we'll leave it in on the Tim Marner podcast show today. We have one of my favourite people in the world, Mr. Nick McGalvery. Hello. And we also have on for our very first time, our very own Chloe Haslam. Hello. Hello, Hi, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hello. Nick, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I know most things about you, but for everybody listening, tell everybody about you. Okay. Um, I'm, um, well, I was told yesterday I look 45, so we'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, I'm not, but let's, <laughs> let's run with that. Um, I'm married. I, I've been married for longer than you get for life in prison. <laughs> um, um, I live in Saddleworth which is in the northern corner of um, Aleppo, known as Oldham. <laughs> um, I'm an architect, or I own an architectural practice, put it that way. I'm not a chartered architect, but I am an architectural practitioner. So I'm an architectural designer by trade. I've done it forever, since I was 16. Um, I've got a lot of experience, which I'm very happy to tell you about. So um, I started work when I was 18, with a, a practice based in Manchester who um, ultimately went into liquidation because the partners were yeah. were greedy. Let's 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 go back, Nick. Yeah. Because right, one thing I've not talked about with you is um, your childhood. Yeah. And what you wanted to be when you were little. Yeah. So let's go back to little Nick. Okay. Right. And tell me about little Nick and what he was like. Okay. Well, I'm a twin. Really? Yeah, I have a twin sister. I think you might have told me that, actually. I I think you probably have, yeah. We don't get on with her, do we? Uh, No, I have an older sister, and we don't get on with her. All right, is that Uh, one? So so just to put that into perspective, um, when my parents died, my my parents died about um, three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, They left their whole estate and the family home to one of four children. And the other three, of which I am one, um, got nothing. That's like that's out of a film, isn't it? Well, well, that's yeah. it's, 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 what it's what it is. Is rejection. So it's it's like I was rejected by my parents, and it's because I think it's because my eldest sister did everything for them. She was like them. They were devout Catholics, um, and she was like them. Whereas because I've got a condition, because I've got multiple sclerosis, I've never really been able to help them, and because I couldn't help them, they didn't want. They didn't want to know me either, so and I, and I was rejected. So, so I was rejected. My Have they even told you that? Have they ever said that out to you out loud? Um, my mother didn't, but but my dad um, kind of did. So, so he didn't say I reject you as a child, yeah. but he, he he never took any part in my life. I don't think my dad ever bought me a pint. We never oh. went on holiday. We didn't have a family car. We were the only people in the street. Never went on holiday in the Mate, summer. Let's get back to Little Nick, because otherwise so, we're going to go um, all off this charts here. Yeah, so... Talk so, so to me about Little Nick when he's at school. What's he like? Um, my... my uh, When I went to... Um, are you talking about primary school? Yeah, let's start there. Then. Well, primary school was was, uh, was a Catholic school. Yeah. Uh, it was run by nuns. Strict. Very strict. Cain. Corporal um, punishment still. Yeah, pr- pretty much, yeah. I yeah. mean, they used to strap you and, you know, I, I went across the assembly hall with my shoes on and I got 100 lines. 
And when you're 10, it's like, shit, what have I done? It, remember, to be fair, my mother went wild when she found out, but that's by the by. But um, it, was, it was very strict. When I went to secondary school, it was slightly different because um, I went to a very strict secondary school as well. And in those days, you went to either one school or the other. Um, one school was for technicalities. So if you wanted to be an engineer or an architect or something like that, you went to St. Peter's in Presswich. But the primary school that I went to, they wanted you to go to St. Bede's. To go to St. Bede's meant you were going to be a priest. And that's what they really wanted. They wanted people to become priests. Um, interestingly, the, the parish priest at the primary school I went to is still in prison for paedophilia. So, 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 I knew you'd like his podcast. So, so <laughs> he, he, he's still there. He's still in prison. Um, so so he, he wanted to take my brother to Rome, but actually he didn't want to take him to meet the Pope. He just wanted to play with his bits. Holy shit. So so, oh so luckily at the time, he, my brother would, would be about 14. I, I'd be, I was 11. Um, so um, my dad stepped in in the end, and, and I think he smelled a rat, if I'm honest about it, yeah. and said, no, it's not happening. And consequently, a few years later, the priest himself went to prison. And he 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 assaulted, assaulted hundreds of kids. Um, um, my twin sister uh, is married to the to the guy that I sat next to at primary school. Really? Yeah. Oh. So so, um, but just going back to secondary school, it, it was yeah. it was great until the third year, and then the government at the time changed it and the, they brought in the comprehensive system. Yeah, and the secondary school that I went to, <clears throat> when I went to it, was an all boys school. Again, very strict. So all, all the teachers wore mortarboards and gowns. It was yeah. like Tom Brown's school days, yeah. and the, you know the, the the cane and all that carry on, and they could really, really hand it out. Yeah. In the third year, when it became comprehensive, they let girls in, but they let girls in from year one going forward so after five years or six years it would be a mixed school right but the standard of education in the comprehensive system went downhill and because it went downhill my education went with it yeah and it was because my parents didn't take any part in my education so what did you want to be well that that's interesting that because my brother wanted to be a structural engineer but i was a but my mother was very arty she she was brilliant at art, so she could draw and paint, and and I was I was kind of drawn to architecture because I wanted to, I wanted to be able to create something rather than my, my brother makes buildings stand up, but actually the shape and you know I was more interested in the creativity of it all. So I was always drawn to architecture. Would I do it now? No. What would I do? Um, a, a friend of mine. Um, I had a little boy, and he said to him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, a billy goat. That was his answer. And he said, no, no, no. Uh, When you grow up, actually what you want to be is a dentist. Nine to five, Monday to Friday, multimillionaire. The dentist I go to now has just sold his practice for millions. Okay. And he's only, he's not 40. So things would be different now. But at the time... Um, what actually happened was when I left school, I got I got small levels because we did all levels then. I got small levels. Went I went to building college, but when I went to the building college in Manchester, 
I was very, very successful. And I was part of a team, team of basically kids. We were only 18, 19 years of age, but we were really, really good at what we did. So for example, we surveyed Heaton Park um, in the final year and they said, um, actually, had they done it professionally, it wouldn't have been as good. So that, that was really good. So, but, but in the last year, I asked if I wanted to join a practice in central Manchester. And I did. And I chose to leave the college and go into, go to work. And I, and I did it because my dad was more interested in me earning money than being educated. Right, he he was personal just, development. Absolutely. He was just money mad. He was, right. that, that's all he wanted was money. But within two years of joining the practice, we got a job to refurbish the QE2, which was at the time bigger, was the biggest cruise liner in the world. And we and over a two year period but was that down at Liverpool Docks? No, we, it was in Germany. It was, was done. It? it was a done at Bremerhaven in Germany. Uh, we spent eighty million dollars over a two year period. Um, we measured the ship literally by hand. Everything from from you know stern to aft or whatever they call it, but we measured the whole thing by hand. Yeah. We lived on it for for months, um, and and that's that's where you that's where you learn about life. You know, people were paying for cruises, but we had a crew pass and we had a passenger pass, and the idea was you had to work from six a.m until 2 a.m. the following day. You got four hours off. You could do anything you wanted. And then at 6 a.m. you had to go back to work. It's not very long. It, no, exactly. But, <laughs> but you can imagine what we did for the four hours. <laughs> yeah. and so what, what, 6 a.m. till? From, from 6 a.m. all day until 2 a.m. the following morning. Then you got four hours off, and then you had to go back to work. So what did you do in them four hours? 6 a.m. Uh, till 2 a.m.? Yeah. That's not legal, is it? It's, no, it wasn't legal. It was a 20-hour day. I, did I, don't, I think you thought 2 a.m., 2 p.m. then. that's actually, How many hours is that? It's 20. 20 hours working. Yeah. Yeah, 2 a.m. till 6 a.m., so it gets four hours off. Yeah. But that, that's how... But it, but it, it was... You see... That's I, 20 see, hours working. There was a guy... That's I think long I'm that. It's too. a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> but, but at the time, I'll tell you now, I mean... Um, one of my well, my one of my claims to fame is that I designed or I did the drawings for um, the mortuary on the QE2, and people say, well, "What's the big deal?" Well, the big deal was it was full. What? It was full, and there was only room in it for fourteen people. It was full. How can it be full? Because people uh. used to pay. The Americans, particularly, used to pay to go on the QE2 to commit suicide. The what? ship of death. The, do you know, yesterday in the papers, no, there was that story no, about that woman. I've never heard that before in my life. Honestly, it was, the, it was full. That, that story in the they papers yesterday. They used to pay to commit suicide. Did you jump over the side, Tim? Did jump over the side. Why that specific ship? Why because, not just go get a boat? Because it was a very expensive uh, um, life. It was a very expensive right. ship. So, so people, people going out, they want to go out large. Yeah. I, 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 I remember talking bank. to a guy who spent $25 million dollars over the course of his life, just on that ship. And, and one of the staircases we designed, for example, um, was down the core of the ship, and it went down about 14 levels. But um, we had 
Oh, well, there was a young lad who was 14, decided to slide down the banister. Big mistake. He fell off, he fell down the middle of the staircase, and he went down 14 floors and he died. So, so things... It was full. It was full. It was full. When, when the ship docked, the first thing they had to do was empty the mortuary. That's insane, that. It's absolutely, absolutely God's honest truth. It was full. And how many times was that, that it was full? Every time. Every time? You'd be shocked. People, what, people spend their money so they can jump over the fucking side. Did people not start like looking out for it? You know, like watching for people? Well, um, on a couple of occasions, um, part of the problem with the QE2, so it's different now, cru- cruise liners are different, but part of the problem with the QE2 was that the turning circle was 50 miles. So to turn the ship around, you had to go around in a 50-mile circle. So the chances of recovering somebody was zero. Yeah. If you looked at that story yesterday, the modern cruise liners just literally go backwards. So they're there in a heartbeat. And you can turn a cruise line around literally on a sixpence. And the, and, and the QE2 weighed 70,000 tonnes. Now the modern cruise liners... There are 180,000 tons, but you can still turn them round on their own axis. You couldn't do that then. And so what we did, we took, we took, and this is also true as well. Um, one of the agreements we had at the time was with Margaret Thatcher, and it was the year of the Falklands War. And one of the agreements we had was that the government would be allowed to use the QE2 as um for medical use to bring the service personnel back from the Falklands on the understanding that the government would contribute to its refurb. And Margaret Thatcher said, okay, that's what we'll do. What Actually, fuck? when they brought the service personnel back from the Falklands, Margaret Thatcher changed her mind. So, so Cunard said, fuck you we'll go and refurbish it somewhere else. But what they did do, they invited a British shipyard um, up in the northeast, and the, the interviews to refurbish it were held in the northeast so that the British would get it. But the only people that didn't turn up for their interview were the British. We never turned up. Why? Because they just assumed that they would get the job. So they never turned up. So actually... Cunard said, we'll give it to Germans. They gave it to the Germans. That's mental. That, it, it was done in Bremerhaven. And, and it was in Bremerhaven in a dry dock for nearly two years. So from the QE2, where, what did you do after you did that? Then? Yeah, well, what I did after that, I, I when the QE2 was finished, I remember distinctly, I remember distinctly walking up the road to my parents' house because I was still only How old tw- were you? 22. Yeah. So I, I'd lived a fantastic life. I was still only 22. Very experienced in, you can imagine, certain aspects of life. You'd, it is a big learning curve, you yeah. know. So, I mean, they used to say, you know, it was a floating brothel, but I won't go that far, but mm. it, it, it was yeah. it was there on the table if you wanted it, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, 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 but I remember walking up the road to my parents' house thinking, what the hell happens from here? You know, what, where do I go from here? And, and... Um, what actually happened was I, I left the practice and I joined Boddington's 
the Boddington Group, and the Cream of Manchester. The brewery. The brewery. And I'll tell you something, that was the best 10 years of my life. I, I, I can't tell you how good that the characters involved in the industry yeah. were unbelievable. If you wanted anything, I got my first house. I got my first house yeah, like because... Licence Vigilers back then was a big thing, weren't it? it? Well, it was a big thing. And, you know, because I was a young lad, people thought, you know, we can give him the, the runaround. And, but I was too experienced. I remember going into this pub once in Oldham, strangely What was enough. it? Which pub? It was called the Havershaw. It's right, still okay. there. It's still a pub. It's still trading. Yeah, yeah, I know the Havershaw. But it was, it was one of our managed houses. And um, we had a, a manager there. And frankly, he was a dickhead. And yeah. everybody knew he was a dickhead. But he said, he rang the brewery to say, we've got a problem. Can you send out somebody to sort out this problem? And I, and I got asked to go. And I went down. And he said, oh, the problem's upstairs. Right, okay. Well, let's go upstairs. I went upstairs into the bedroom. And his wife was there for some strange reason with no clothes on. Yeah. Nice. The cream <laughs> of Manchester. No, it, no, it wasn't. It, and I, I thought, what are you doing? Why have you done? He thought it was hilarious. Every thought, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. But the, these were, right, but they, they yeah, were, yeah. But they were, they were characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to, I look back now and you think, yeah, yeah. It, it's not like pub managers now and restaurant managers. These people were, were filled with character and yeah. vigour and... My granddad was one of them, mate. My granddad used to own eight pubs around Oldham. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, the character-wise of it, I told him that it was a... It was an experience, a place to go, you know, a, a real pub, a local pub was um, very different from what it is now. Oh, God, the, the, the cultures now, you know, I mean, I've just been to Costa Yeah. Uh, on the way here today. I've been to Costa. I like Costa coffee, um, but I bought a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, a, a bun. Yeah. And it's seven quid. And, and when you think back, a pint of beer was a was 20p. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, I, I was brought up uh, near a pub called Gardner's Arms in Moston. And the thing about the Gardner's Arms in Moston is, it's the highest point in Greater Manchester. So above sea level, it's the highest point. And it was very close to Avros and AV Rose. And, and all the workers used to flood out of Avros into the Gardner's. And what they used to do there, they used to line the bar with half pints. So they'd be half filled. The pint pots, but half filled. Because they knew as soon as the doors opened at four o'clock, they just top them up. Uh, they just top them up, and then and then, but it was it was run by a big Man City fan called Jim Knight. Nobody, nobody, believe me, nobody messed with Jim Knight. But because I live around the corner, I was I was friends with his son Kevin Knight, and um, and and Kevin, he was one of these kids who had everything, but his family. His parents were permanently in the bar. Yeah. And he was on his own all the time. But he had everything. All the toys, the bikes, everything. The dogs, all the pets, everything you could possibly name he had. Later on in life, when we chose our careers, for some strange reason, God knows why, even to this day I can't understand it, Kevin became a ballet dancer. Love that. Love Kevin. <laughs> and now Jim would have killed him. Really? I'd have killed him. He became a ballet dancer at a, at a club in Blackpool. Yeah. And I think he did it just to piss his father off. <laughs> I think that's why he did it. But, but 
these were the people, you know, I, you, I can't tell you, these are the people that I was kind of brought yeah. up with. And Mate, honestly, I get it, because my granddad, my granddad's exactly the same. He's just like this really old school way of thinking and the proper northern, you know, when we're talking oh. northern, we're talking northern. It, like, it, they're just ballet real. Dance, to, ballet dancer. To me, they're, they're, all, they're all real people. And, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I know people. I know people now. What, in fact, one of my one of the problems I had as a child, when my dad was made redundant, he, he worked for the Daily Express, and um, one of the reasons Fleet Street in London was like, but it was like, it was like Mecca. Yeah. You know, if you if you worked in Fleet Street in London, you had really made it. So when the Daily Express in Manchester, of course, they ran all the newspapers, did all the printing in the north. My father was paid a lot of money to keep the printing presses rolling because he's an electrician and they couldn't afford for him to stop. But when he was made redundant, he sat down and he didn't get off his ass for 40 years. He did nothing, nothing. And now he's died. I, I remember the day he died and I remember the day he died. And it's like I say, it's only about four years ago. And um, I got a call, actually, if I'm honest about it, I was having a wee. <laughs> and um, my phone rang, and I'm struggling because <laughs> I just want to a wee. And I thought, I've got to answer my phone. And, the, and I, I'm like, hello, hello, hello. And it was my sister, and she was crying. And she said, can you get to Crumsall? And I said, what, Crumsall? What, what are you talking about? She said, he's died. So who's died? Your dad. And do you know what? Can I tell you, and this is the God's honest truth, I cried more when my cat died Did you? than when my parents died, either of them. I, I, can't, I can't explain that. Yeah. But actually, when my father died, I couldn't give a shit. Is that because you'd already sort of let go of your childhood it, and stuff? And exactly. you just done it? I, absolutely. In fact, shortly afterwards, my brother rang. And because he'd heard something on the grapevine, I think somebody had tried to call him, and he thought it was me. And he rang me up and he said, "What's going on?" I said, "It's, it's, you know, the old fella who's died." And he went, "All oh, right, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Cheers." So I said, "You come to the funeral?" He said, "I'm oh, fuck." Really? Seriously? But he did. He did come to the funeral. Yeah. In fact, he, he came to the funeral and we made him carry the coffin. I, of course, I couldn't. And I would have done. Don't get me wrong. I would have done. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we made him do it because he's you know he's able-bodied and he's and he said at the end he said all I can tell you is the fucking way I turn. This seriously heavy, you know. <laughs> but and that was it. And that was it. And then the day after, back to work. End of story. And people say, oh, did you have a good relationship with your father? No. Did you like him? No. Do you want to be like him? No. Never. And and it's and it drives me on. Yeah. Okay. Now my mother, different animal. When you think about your mother, you might be the same, Tim, right? When you think about your mother, you think about your childhood. Yeah. I always remember warm warm bed, clean bedding. Um she used to make the the best cherry pie and custard ever. Why warm bed? Well, there's a story, isn't there? They say, you know, getting getting into bed at night is like getting back into your mother's womb. Right. So so um I remember one day coming home from school in the pouring rain. It's I mean, just it was a really weird thing to remember a warm bed. Isn't it? 
Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Out of all the things about your parents. Yeah, and your I can't remember that. Yeah. My grandma used to put um, a hot water bottle in my bed before I used to go to bed. Is she? Yeah. yeah that was the way for my grandma, though. Yeah. But, but, but it's just one of those things that you think back and you think, yeah, that's right. Warm bed, superb food, yeah. radiator on. But my mum, my mum was an epileptic. Right. Okay, so she used to spend a lot of time. In those days, the drug cultures weren't the same. And she spent a lot of time in hospital. And she used to have the most horrendous fits. And we used to, we used to, we used to have to leave the room mm. because we just couldn't bear to watch. I and mean, we were children. We just couldn't bear to watch. Was she a hugger? Never. <coughs> no. That's shit, that, isn't it? Never. Do you know? Do you know? So what? What sort of like emotional sort of like? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Emotional support. Yeah, emotional support. Did you get when when you were little and stuff? None. Nothing. No. Nobody give you a hug. No. Little neck. No. Motherfuckers. Aww. No. I always hug you. Every time I see you, I hug uh, you. You've hugged, you've hugged me more times than my father did. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> no. uh, it's just ridiculous. But it's true. You know, I've hugged you more times than I've hugged my mother. I mean, Mad it, that, isn't it? it's fucking mental. That but, is mental. But when you think back, you'll always there's always a kind of fondness about your mother. I think yeah. are your parents still alive, Chloe? Yes, of course they are. Are you? Are yours, Tim? Yeah, um, me mum is. My dad isn't. My dad died. Your dad, your dad's yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, okay. but I didn't like him. The yeah. same as we all dad. I just like I just uh, wasn't keen on him. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But but you but you'll remember your mother. Yeah, uh, and but but when they've gone. See, see, recently, see, this is the thing, right? Um, what they were, they, they were cremated, but the deal was, um, obviously, they weren't going to die on the same day, but one would be cremated, and then they would wait until the other one died, then she'd be cremated, and then they'd be buried together. Mm. That was the deal. What, they made that deal between them? Yeah, so what, that's what they wanted. He would die, because he was going to die. Yeah. He'd be cremate, cremated, the undertaker would keep the ashes until my mother died, yeah. and then they'd be buried together. And that's what happened. Not scattered, buried? No, no, they're, they're buried with my gran. Right. Um, and I went because I was asked to go. Do you know what? I was the only one that went. Yeah. I was the only one that went. And they said to me, do you want to lower? It was a box. So big. Really heavy. You know and they said, do you want to lower the box into the ground? I said, well, I can't. Physically, I cannot lower this box into the ground. So somebody else did it. But I was the only person that went. Now, what's that about? The only person that went? Yeah. Nobody was, else? Was other people told about it? Everybody knew about it. Nobody went. That's pretty sad. I, I, th- sad I, think, it, I think it's sad. And I think it's a sad reflection on them. Yeah. You know, it's not a reflection of us. You know, I went out of duty to my parents, as, as bad as they were. Mm. But that says something about you, that mate. To be fair, doesn't well, it? Well, I, I, I like to think so. I like yeah. to think. I like to think it says something about me yeah. and my conscience. Yeah. But actually, the others didn't care. They mm. didn't care enough. And so, but I think it's a sadder reflection on my parents because they've been through a full lifetime and nobody went to the funeral. But, but, and but Tim, they've been through a full lifetime and achieved. Fuck all. Nothing. Nothing. The only thing my father achieved was a big bank balance. But he didn't even leave me part of it. 
He didn't even leave me a slice of and it. And you're the only person that went to a fucking funeral. And I'm the only one that went to that actual burial. Did your older sister not even uh, ring you or anything that says she weren't going? Because she, she got all of the estate, didn't she? She got all of it, yeah. Yeah. She got the lot. But she didn't go? No. Fucked up, that, mate. That's really bad. That's fucked up, that. Well, I mean, that to me, that it's people, isn't it? You know, it's, it's people. It's how people are. It's how people are. I mean, it's just... A full lifetime and nobody comes to your funeral. Exactly. Now, what's that about? I don't know. A full lifetime. A full lifetime. If you, went, if you think you go through... I mean, my, my dad, when he died, he, he was 80, 84. That's a good innings, that. My mum was 88. So, so it bodes well for me and all the rest of us. So, so you think over... I mean, these are, these are periods of... If you talk, to, if you talk to, to people of that age, they would say the best years of their life were the war years. Okay, particularly just after the Second World War. Because you have to come together as a community and... They had the best of everything. Yeah. They had the best food. Yeah. They wore the best clothes. I mean, I mean I've, I've got this thing about, you know, Brexit. When Brexit occurs and we leave the European Union, I don't know if you've noticed, but everybody's saying, built in Britain, yeah, made in Britain. I've seen a car advert this morning, British made. We're going back to those days of saying, yeah. Do you know what, British is best. Fuck the Germans and fuck yeah. Bosch and all that. British Bosch. is best. And we're going back to it. And people can't see that yeah. yet. Yeah. But, I can. But they're saying, but my dad and my mum in particular would say, we wore the best wool, we had yeah. the best clothes, we had the best food. Now, you, oh, it's got to be organic. Actually, they they ate off off. Organic food. It yeah. wasn't full of pesticides and shit. It was just natural food. Yeah, and that, and that's why I, I bumped into a friend of mine on uh, Saturday. I've not seen her for a long time, and um, we, we used to live in the same apartment block. And uh, of all the people in the apartment block, only one person's not had cancer. Okay, including my wife's had cancer, as you know. Yeah, and she said, I think it's the water. I think it's because we drank tanked water. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And yet I live in Saddleworth. It's got the best pH value water in the fucking world. Yeah. In the world. That's fucked, isn't it? Why? Because there's no cemeteries in Saddleworth. There's very few. Yeah. And there's no sheep shit. Because there's no sheep. Mm. So it's the best pH value water in the fucking world. And yet people drink out of a tank or drink out of a bottle. I know. And, and, and all these things. So, so to me, like, it's, it's a kind of, re, of a re reflection on people. Mm. So that, that's, that's, that's my parents. Let's go back to, you finished Boddington's. Yeah, Boddington's was awesome. Right. Awesome. You finished there. What was your actual job role there? Though? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was um, a good question that because I started off as an assistant to somebody who it turned out I was better than. Oh, nice, Nick. I like that. <laughs> and, I've always thank you, rubbing your hands. He used to come and say, fucking hell, you're a miles better designer than I'll ever be. And he was my boss, and he, he ended up being the boss. Yeah. But but if Boddington's had stayed as Boddington's, at the time there was a debate, do we buy Greenalls? Yeah. Or do Greenalls buy us? And Greenalls bought yeah. us. We should have bought them. Yeah. But having done the deed, we all got made redundant. And the, and I remember on the, the day we were made redundant, somebody saying, if Nick goes down the road, 
we've all gone. And I was the first in, and they came out and they said, yeah, I'm a bit made redundant. And they said, well, that's it, we're all fucked. And one by one, they were gone. Like skills. Yeah. But now what I know is that there'd been some insider trading and some of the people at Boddington's had made a lot of money out of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but that, that's, the na- that's the nature of the beast. So when I left, when I left, I've got to tell you as well, the day they made me redundant, I never went back. So, so... Um, Was you meant to go back? For, for two months, three right. months. So they gave you three months notice, I never fucking went back. Yeah. So what I did, and, if, and we talked about this the other day, I had a company car and I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kept it. And not only that, with this company car, was a petrol card, and I kept that as well. So they were paying for your petrol? Yeah. For how long? A year. <laughs> I like that. Did they not click on? Well, what happened was, I went back a year later because the fucking car had run out. <laughs> what, you top, top it back up? <laughs> it expired, <laughs> and I took it back. And the guy that ran the, ran the garage, a guy called Jed Gorn, he, he was brilliant, brilliant guy, right? Brilliant. I said, Jed, I've got this guy. He said, yeah, I know. And he, he, was, he was a Boddington's man. He said, I know. I said, I've had it a year. He said, I know. <laughs> I said, the fucking car's run out. He said, I know. <laughs> Good, that, isn't it? I said, what do I do now? He said, well, what you should have done was not come back. You should have kept the car, kept the keys, buy your own fucking petrol. <laughs> but you can't have another card. But now you're here. I'll have to take the car off you. Yeah. But in reality, he said, Greenholds, I've got so many cars, it, it wouldn't really have mattered. Yeah. He said, we've got about 800 cars, so yours would have made no difference. He said, and truth be told, you're not the only one. <laughs> Other people have done it, and they've still got them, still got the cars. <laughs> I mean, they're talking like serious cars. I mean, some of these guys drove around in Jags. So what were you, what were you doing in the two months' time then, just driving around in a car, paying for petrol? <laughs> You must um, have been doing something. No, yeah, I was working for myself. I set up on I set up on my own in ninety five. Doing what? Pubs. Right. So so now this is this Were you is where working it gets, straight off like? I, I I wanted to. I wanted to. I could have opted out, Tim, and done something completely different. Yeah. But I wanted to because a lot of the people within Boddington's went to other breweries. Yeah. And so I picked up some work from other breweries. Right. So I had a business for a while, it was quite successful. But then I wanted to do something different. I ended up designing Waxy O'Connor's in oh, the right, Printworks. Yeah. Um, well, you have to see that. I've seen that. Have you seen it? Yeah, on the, on the site. I saw it on the, when we were doing the site. Remember? Have you been inside it? No, I've not you been inside it. You should go inside it. it. You should go inside it. Have it, you been inside it, Clover? It looked like an old traditional Irish pub inside. It is. What you've done. It's, it's been built out of architectural salvage. Right, yeah. So we, we, we scoured the country, literally. Um for architectural salvage and the tree that's inside it is real yeah and it's planted upside down but it's planted for the root bulb the root bulb was actually better than the branches so we chopped all the branches off turned the tree upside down and then the root bulb is on the ceiling what it's actually growing no 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 it, the tree had died right but we bought it because it was we bought it because it was diseased so right. we, so we they chopped it down and killed it and then what we did, we stripped all the bark off it and polished it. Right. You need to go and see it. Yeah, no, we'll but it, it's but it's upside down. It, and when when you go down the staircase, yeah, it goes it, it wraps around the tree. Oh, that is smart. Right? And um and you, when you go down into the when you go into the entrance, 
um, it's very small. It's only a small bar. When you stand in the print room, you think, oh, it's only small. And then you go down the stairs and you just... But it was based on um, on um, a, a pub in Galway called The Keys. Um, and what happened there, used to go into this bar, but what not much bigger than this room. Yeah. That, that was it. And then the, there was a bar in it. And you think, just a little pub. But in the, in the corner there was a staircase and you went down the staircase, there was a bigger bar. And down again there was a bigger bar, bigger bar, bigger bar, bigger bar, bigger bar. And there was Kayleigh bands on every floor and the fucking place was bouncing. And they said, this is it, this is the ultimate bar. This is the ultimate in pubs. And and um, whilst I was at Boddington's, we spent a lot of time in Dublin and looking at how the Irish actually designed their bars and what what their anticipation was what they expected if you ever go to dublin you know th- th- the bars in dublin are, are, are unbelievable they are unbelievable I don't have you ever been to dublin no. have you no. have you never been no. No. it's a very expensive place to go yeah uh, even then a pint of guinness was about 12 quid but i don't know it might it might be the same now i don't know but it's mm. very 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 expensive so you, you started working for yourself i did yeah and I've then you got a couple of clients, you're doing quite well and stuff yeah. like that. So what, tell me the, the next bit of the journey. I got multiple cirrhosis. How old were you? Um, I've had it 20 years, so I was, I was, I was 38 by then. How, 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 do you get the, how the fuck do you get MS? Okay, what, what happened was I, um, I, uh, I, I worked for a company on the Isle of Man um, called Heron and Braley, and they were the Isle of Man's major brewers and, and pub retailers. Yeah. But all their pubs were based on the Isle of Man. So I used to go there quite a lot. Yeah. And um across the road from the, the um Isle of Man government building called the Tinwold, there was a pub and um it was a fucking dive. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And they used to say this is this is the pinnacle, this is where we're at. It was shit. And I said, why don't we just refurb it? Anyway, they said, well, how much do we need? I said, probably. I think we spent a million pounds on it. And um, I've, I've still got photographs of it. It was utterly awesome. It was an award-winning bar. And um, and they said, well, if you can do that on the, ma- on, on, on the island, you can do something for us on the mainland. So you're rolling here, Nick, aren't you? You're getting fucking, you're getting a really good name for yourself. I, I was here. getting a reputation. People yeah. knew that I could deliver. And I worked really hard, Tim. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I worked too hard. I worked yeah. too many hours. Yeah. So, 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 so just to put that into perspective, I designed my own um, food offering, and bev- food and beverage offering, and I launched it in Oxford. And... Um, at the time, I was doing a bar in Bournemouth. And I used to go to Bournemouth, Bournemouth, at four o'clock in the morning, work the details of the bar, because it was being refurbished. I used to drive home. Which, get home, which get, was where? So I'd get home for seven o'clock in the evening, do a day's work. Where were you living? I was living in Oldham, right. in, in Springhead. Yeah. Do a day's work, do a day's work, <laughs> go back to Bournemouth at four o'clock. I remember driving over Saddleworth Moor. Seriously, this God's honest truth, this. Uh, You've never told me this story. No, it must, it must have been about three o'clock in the morning. It started to snow, pitch black. 
Saddleworth Moor. Fucking scary. On my fucking own. Shit. And it started to snow really bad. And I put the car radio on and it went blank. I had my phone and the signal disappeared. Mm. And I thought, what do we do? And in the end, I decided to carry on. And you know, you know the road over Saddle with Moor. Oh, mate, do I? Yeah, the winter's not good. It's bad, yeah. uh, and the road's not much wider than. Yeah, it's it's they just resurfaced it this week, haven't they? To, oh, they don't. Yeah, they've resurfaced yeah. it for the winter because it's a fucking death trap. Yeah, and I went over Saddle with Moor. I can't have been doing more than five miles an hour. Seriously, I, I was absolutely shitting myself because you drive off the road there, you've had it. Yeah, and I got down into Home Firth. And the and the radio sort of crackled into life, and this message came on and said, "Stay off Saddleworth Moor. Don't drive over Saddleworth Moor." And I carried on, and I remember I'll never forget this. I ended up I used to have a stop in um, in the Warwick, and um, I used to drive into Warwick services and have a brew, something to eat, and then carry on. And I drove to Warwick in the fog. I must have been fucking mental. I drove to Warwick Services. I remember driving into Warwick Services. Must have been about seven o'clock. Why? 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 Tell me why. I don't know. Because I was conscientious and I worked very hard. Would you say you were a workaholic then? I I was mad. Not workaholic. I was mad. I I wanted what drove that success i wanted success i wanted people to think fucking hell he's what was success at that time what was it what put put a label on it Um, what we talking money are we talking no 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 it's never been about money no reputation reputation i I worked with a guy for a very short time called frank ennis yeah um frank ennis designed do you know um uh canal street in manchester yeah so yeah the the gay village yeah yeah Yeah. when we were at boddington's we bought via fossa yeah. And we we invited Frank to come and refurbish Via Fossa. Unfortunately, and I mean that, I don't mean that disrespectfully in any way, shape or form, but today it's a gay bar. Yeah. When we built Via Fossa, it was a true, true Irish bar. Yeah. Okay? And Frank, uh, um, I drove through Dublin with Frank, and Frank was driving the car, he had his diary open. In those days, he didn't have mobile phones. While he's driving. He, he, he had his diary open. He was on the phone to his secretary. He was doing 120 miles an hour. Well, you're in the car. And we were on the wrong side of the fucking road. And we're going, Frank, we're going to die. He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. We'll get there. And I remember him saying to somebody, somebody made an appointment to see Frank Kennis. And um, they said, what time's the appointment, Frank? And he said, three o'clock. Make sure you're there for three o'clock. Do not be late. And they said, right, it's no problem. We'll set off at two o'clock. We'll be there. No, no, no. He said, I don't mean three o'clock in the afternoon. Three o'clock in the fucking morning. Don't be late. And they were there. They went to the meeting. And that's the way Frank was. And his reputation went before him. He own, he's now got a bar in London, Central London. So would London. you class him as like one of your role models? Absolutely, guy, absolutely. My, 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 my role model, my role model, and I think his details are still in my phone, yeah. was a guy called Tim Lemons. And he, he owned, a, he owned um, an architect's practice in Florida called 
L2 Studios because he was his wife worked there and she was also called Lemon, so L, L2. Yeah. And Tim designed Epcot. Wow. And he wouldn't do a job unless it started with a billion dollar sign. But the stuff that he designed was incredible. And I rang him up and I said, Tim, you don't know me from fucking Adam, but please can I come to your practice? And he said, yeah, come along. So I did, went to Florida. Who did you get his contact details? Um, Some stalker. <laughs> no, no. I was. I appeared in a magazine um, on a couple of occasions and he picked it up and rang me up. And uh, so I went to Florida to his, to his practice and he employed about uh, 50 people, 50 technicians. And the way he operated and the way he worked, everybody had um, a cubicle and they worked in the cubicle. In the cubicle. Uh, honestly, it was, like a, it was like a desk with glass sides. Yeah. So you couldn't speak to the person next to you. Okay. And there was nobody... And it was just a room and there's all these cubicles and people were just fucking... So basically, both of your role models at the time were workaholics who were just focused on... Work. The, the, what the, it wasn't, so it, it wasn't that there were, the, the, the were workaholics, it was what they were producing. Yeah. It was to do with... It wasn't the fact that they were workaholics. I mean, I don't think Tim Lemons was a workaholic. Well, there must be something you driving you to drive over Saddleworth Moor in the wintertime, mate, going through the fog in Warwick because it, that's not... That's not a healthy decision. No, I mean, no, it wasn't a healthy decision. And I, actually what happened, what actually happened was I um, I got asked to um, to refurbish uh, a church in, in Aberystwyth. Right, okay. And um, this church in Aberystwyth was fucked. And I mean fucked. I remember going down to do the survey um, with two or three other people and we opened the doors and the pigeons scattered. There was about 30 tons of bird shit in it. And um, we said, ah, we, we're gonna die. Somebody's gonna die in here, it's a dump. But, cut a long story short, we did refurbish it. And it went from doing nothing, because it was a redundant Methodist church, to doing about 40 grand a week from Aberystwyth University. And I caught the attention of Witherspoons because Witherspoons came and said, if you can do it for them, you can do similar for us, also in Aberystwyth. But, but what happened was, I remember I used to work very, very hard. And I've got to tell you as well, the, the cornices that were made were really ornate and we had to replicate the cornices. And we got this guy who was a brummie and um, he was about... 140 years old. I'm not joking. He was the oldest man I've ever worked with. And he spent a month lying on his back about two feet off the ceiling. And he replicated the ceiling by hand. Wow. And when he'd finished, it was it was just magic. And we took the scaffolding down. It was fucking magic. So these were the people that I was dealing surrounded with. with. I, I was surrounded by people who were yeah. skilled and talented and loved what they did and they were driven and then they were focused and I was yeah. wanting to I wanted to be, be part, part of that, of that yeah. yeah but on the way back from Aberystwyth and, and Carol my wife she was with me 
And I said, we've, we've got to stop. And she said, stop, stop then. And I remember pulling into um, um, like a um, little sh- chef. Yeah. And I fell asleep in, in a heartbeat. I just fell asleep. What was it? Just you come fatigued so quickly or something? I, I, I don't know. But I, I literally, she said, I don't think my car stopped and you're asleep. And a, an hour to the second, I woke up. Right as day. Bright as day. And we carried on, drove home. When I got out of the car, one of my legs didn't work so well. What do you mean by that? It was, it spasmed. And at the time, I'd, um, I'd pulled a disc in my back. So you thought it was that? I thought it was that. So I carried on working. <laughs> and um, I finished Aberystwyth. And um, my leg got worse. And it got worse, and it got worse. What was it, what was happening there? Um, what the sp- what what used to happen was I used to get out of the car, and I'd have to stand because my legs wouldn't move. Right. And I thought, okay, now it'll pass, it'll pass. In the end, I went to see um, a surgeon privately. And um, why not the local GP? Or oh, oh yeah, good good question. That I did go and see the local GP, and and he said to me, and his words were. I think you've been mis crosswired. What what's that? And mean? I said, You're a thing I think you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean crosswired? What do you mean I've been crosswired? So I think you're a fucking idiot. What does he mean by that? Exactly. What does he mean? He said it's it's probably just something and nothing. You'll get over it and move on. So I said, Fine, 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 fine we'll carry on. So I did, carried on. But it got worse. And uh, in the end I, I ended up at a hospital in Rochdale. Uh, and I went to see an orthopaedic surgeon because of my back. Yeah. And um, he said, "Yeah, I think we've got a problem here with your with your back, with your spine. I think the disc is is actually uh, ruptured, and we may we may need to do something about Are you it." In a lot of pain at this time. Um, a f- fair amount. Yeah. Fair amount. So I went home, and about forty hours, forty eight hours later, um, I was back, and I remember him saying to me. I think you see. I think you need to see a neurologist. Uh, a neurologist. And there was a young guy there, only young, and I, he was younger than me. And it, he was just starting out on his neurological um, journey. Uh, only a young Sher- Dr. Sheringham, who he's called. He's at Salford Royal at the moment. And he said, "I'm sorry, but I think you've got MS." So he said, "What we'll do? We'll run some trials." I failed them all. And um, um, they said. Um, I ended up having a relapse. Now, this is this is the God's honest truth, right? When you have a relapse, I couldn't feel any my arms or my legs, and I lost my eyesight. I couldn't see, and I couldn't speak. What? And I fucking went to work. No, you didn't. Jesus. I went to work. How did you do that? And Carol drove me to work. Motherfucker. And I and actually, I remember drawing a, um, a scheme for a house in Berry. What was Carol saying to you? She was saying, I don't, we don't understand what's going on. Because we didn't. We had no idea. We had no idea what was going on. So you, could, you couldn't see? I couldn't see. You, I, I couldn't speak. How the fuck did you get in the car? Exactly. I just did. I just did, Tim. I just did. <laughs> You're off your fucking head. I was off my fucking head. Anyway, I remember drawing this scheme. And I, I had to stand up. I remember being in the office on my own on Sunday afternoon. And I was drawing this scheme. And I did these drawings, and I thought, actually, 
this is really good. <laughs> and a couple of days later, I was sitting in front of the client and the client, she was a fucking bitch. She was minted beyond your wildest. Her husband, her husband, right, they were only young. She was only 30. He was only about, I think her husband was 28. He'd already had a heart attack. She How old? A, he was about 28. Jesus. She was a fucking bitch. And she had, she had a servant, a Polish woman, and she treated her like shit. But she was mega fit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I, I said, I've, I've drawn this scheme. And I've, How did you, are your hands still working? Can you I, see I, at this I point? Could, my eyesight started to recover at this point. Yeah. And I said, I've drawn this scheme for you. And I went through it. And the scheme was the biggest pile of shit you've ever seen in your life. But didn't you do it while you were blind? I, 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 it didn't make any sense. <laughs> it could have, it could, but I, it did at the time. It did at the time. A five-year-old could have drawn it better than that. And she threw me out. Did she? She asked me to leave and I said, do you know what? I'm embarrassed. I don't blame you. It's shit. Anyway, that was it. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> so I had a relapse. I had a, I had a, I had a relapse. So Nick, for those that don't actually know, what is MS? What does it affect? Um, so MS affects your spinal cord. So what happens is that the when your brain sends out electrical signals, they travel down your spinal cord. So um, most people don't know this, but your, your body has two brains. Okay, see? One's in your head and one's at the bottom of your back. And what happens is one feeds signals to the other. So your brain here in your head sends out electrical signals and they're picked up throughout your body. So that when you make a decision in your head, it's it's an electrical signal. But the bottom half of your body is kind of controlled from your lower back. And your lower back sends signals back to your brain. So your leg that's how your legs work. Because even though the signals travel at colossal speed, it still needs some assistance lower down. So, for example, your legs, your bowels, your bladder, um, all work. Your bladder has a brain of its own, okay? Your bladder is probably one of the most complex organs in your body. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, It knows everything. If you're ever ill and you go to the doctor's, but quite likely they'll want to look at urine. Yeah. I've recently had, um, um, because I, I've, I've, well, shit, I've got a hole in my stomach. Nicky's just oh. currently showing the hole in his stomach to so us. I, I pee through a hole in my stomach. When did you have that put in? November, last November. Since last time I seen you? Yeah. And, and they change it every 10 weeks. So pull it out, put another one in. Is it painful? Uh, yeah, fucking kills. Does it? But yeah. And actually, last time they did it, it's only about three weeks ago. The guy that was doing it uh, was talking about Manchester United. Uh, and what happens is, because I've got a hole in my bladder, but your bladder is so clever that when you pull out the catheter, it thinks, I'm going to seal the hole. Within five minutes, the hole is sealed. 
So he's not got that out quick enough. So he's had to fucking reform it. Oh. And push, push it back in. And so and so they pull the... So you, I can feel them pulling it out. And then I can feel them pushing the new one in. And that that's... And, and it's done because my urine is on free flow. So but I'll last time I saw you, you were you were you were pissing all right. Um, yeah, but I um, I was self catheterizing. Oh yeah. And then uh, the self catheterization. Yeah. Um, overstimulated my ureter. Yeah. And the ureter used to just release at it at leisure. Right. So I could have been sitting here soaking wet. Right. So. Um, um, just before they put this in, or or as they were putting it in, uh, I had um, a pre-op at Crumsall, um, but they did the operation at Rochdale, and this is the NHS to a T. When I got to Rochdale at seven o'clock in the morning, they said, unfortunately, your notes are in Crumsall, mm. so we're having to send a courier to get your notes. Uh, and in the meantime, I I just I just got soaked because I had no control over my bladder. But but get get move past that because I mean right. that's just a it's just a like a byproduct of yeah the problem. But you but your bladder knows everything, okay. So what so, so so what starts breaking down then? What got what went first? And yeah, then so what, you just start deteriorating. Yeah. So what happens is eventually the, what happens is if you imagine having a piece of string, yeah, and the piece of string, let's let's say this, yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got this piece of cord now, and it's just this long and it's straight, yeah. and you pass an electrical signal to it, and it goes from there to there, yeah. with with no problem. If you tie a knot in it, yeah, yeah, the signals aren't getting the signal stops oh, because okay. it's blocked. So what happens is you end up with a series of plaques, yeah, and the plaques can be anywhere, but what they do they interfere with the signal. So the signal gets weaker and weaker and weaker. So, so for me, um, they went looking for um, plaques in my spine. But actually, what's common with MS is the plaques are actually in your brain. And, I'd, and the, the, it's common to have two or three, but I've, I had six. And, and I'm very pleased to say that one of them's recently died. So, so the plaques died, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but I've probably still got two or three left, and then, and then I had an operation then to replace the disc that, that was ruptured. Yeah. And um, so this, so that I have a metal plate in my back, and and I have four rods and eight screws, but it's full of plaques. So consequently, my legs don't work. Yeah. Now what I can do, I can wait there, so I can carry my own weight on my legs. But they don't actually know how to move right, forward. Okay. So, so I understand. I'm learning to walk at the moment. So I understand how to walk, and I know all the bits. I just can't sequence them in my brain. So I know how to do it, and I can do the individual bits, but I cannot run a sequence in my brain. Right. So what's happened really fantastically, and I'm, I'm so pleased that they've done it, the NHS have recently just given me an orthotic. I've worn orthotics for a few years. What's that? But but it's basically it's like a prosthetic limb, which is which I wear on my right side. I've not worn it today, um, but, but I wear it on my right side. What does it do? And what happens is they've they've effectively moved my kneecap 
from its current position to a position further back. So that if I'm going to fall, the orthotic stops it happening. So, so it allows me to pick up my foot, move it forward, put it down, bend my leg, that allows me to move my next foot through, and slowly but surely, what they've said next year is they're going to put another orthotic on the other side. When my brain's used to this, they'll put one on the left-hand side, and then the frame that I walk with when I'm not on my chariot, they're hoping to take that away so that I can go onto crutches so that I can actually start to sequence the individual movements and maybe, just maybe, walk very slowly. They said you'll always walk it's a good slowly. good plan, that, mate, innit? I like that plan. But, but, but I'm doing that, Tim, because I do things for myself. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, people, and I say this to you, and you're only a young girl, and I say this to you, for fuck's sake, don't give up on anything. If it, if it means something to you, you've got to carry on and do it. It's like you, it's like you Tim. Hmm. You're driven. Since the day I met you, you've, you've just got a drive and a passion. You see people and they hmm. go back to me old fella. Yeah, I know, mate. Got you. He sat down for 40 years. He did fuck all. Yeah. Fuck all. I think we were talking about this the other day, mate, about people getting a goal and getting a purpose and then making a plan to it. And I feel like people have got all these goals and they think, yeah, I've got I've got this, but they never make a plan. No, I'm financially free. Yeah. Do you know that? I'm financially free. I don't need to work. I could go home today and not work again for the rest of my life and it would make no difference. I've got enough money to yeah. be able to say I'm financially free, but I'm 54. Yeah. What's the point? What is the point? So, so what I've decided to do is to find something that I can do. Yeah. And what I can do is design. Now, now, where that becomes a problem is, it's like I said to you before, I'm a problem solver mm. with a problem. Yeah. And it makes it more difficult. So the way, the way around that is that some people accept it and they don't mind me working for them. You know, and I, I always say to people, you don't mind, do you? Because I'm in a, I'm in a, a scooter. Why would that matter? Do you know, you'd be surprised at the number of people who've said, well, maybe we've, we've got the wrong bloke, and maybe we just... Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah, pe people are rude. People are brutally fucking honest. And That's very Not, not everybody is accepting of somebody in a wheelchair. It's very difficult. If, you, if you've ever done it, and I've been in this situation, um, people don't talk down to people in a wheelchair. They don't... They just don't know how to do it. People don't do it. And people in a wheelchair don't like to look up to talk to people. I've never thought about that, you know. Oh. I taught that in school now, actually, you know. When I really? was at school um, doing health and social care, you always got taught to sit down when you're talking to someone in a wheelchair. What is what is the correct way that you like people... Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. For fuck's sake, sit down. Get a cup of, of fucking kettle on. Sit down. It's something I've never thought about that. See, what I think is crouching down to someone can be very... Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. No, yeah, sitting down. We got yeah, we got taught that in health and sit social down. care. Really? Yeah. I can't stand up, so you sit down. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll pick you up. Accept. I'll pick you up. Accept. I'll pick you back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but accept. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there we go. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you that there is one guy who understands that more than anybody else I know is Russell Treasure. Yeah. I don't know anybody who understands it better one than Russell Treasure. Treasure. Yeah. How many times have you seen Russell Treasure now? Um, for amazing, mate. No, I've not seen him enough. He's oh, a right. busy guy, and yeah. actually, um, because of because of what's happened to me, yeah, I've not seen him enough. Um, but um, then you need to see him more. I need to see him more. Then just make that plan as soon as you leave here to make more. And I think then you're right. Do a block voting. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I just think. I, interestingly, I go to his house. Yeah. And we sit so far. We've sat in his garden. Amazing, but it's because it's winter and yeah. winter's coming and it's getting a bit chilly. We, I can't work out where where we're going to go. Just buy a big fucking coat. But well, uh, do you know what? I thought about that. I thought yeah, put just put your coat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think you, there's I think your solution. You I'm a problem solver. Pal. Yeah, there you go. There's problem solver. There you go. Put a fucking coat on. <laughs> That's it. Shit, the missing piece. Put your coat on. But 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 yeah. he, he he understands. No, I don't know. I, do you know what? I, do you know what? Um, I say to Carol, I don't think you get it. I shall say, I do. I, I do. I do. But do you know what? I don't think she does. Yeah. Russell does. Yeah. Fucking hell, Russell does. Yeah. And and you're right. I should go away and say, right, Russell, I'm going to work with you for the next year. Yeah. It might cost me ten grand, yeah. whatever. But yeah. do you know what? I think it's probably. He said, "We'll sit down in a year's time, and we'll be, we'll be having a different conversation." Yeah, definitely. Mate. But nobody understands that mindset yeah. more than Russell Treasure because yeah. because of his background. Yeah, and I know a little bit about his background. I'm sure you do. Yeah. And yeah. my admiration for people like Russell is mm. is unbounded. Yeah, I have no admiration for certain types of people. And I have no respect for certain types of people. Mm-hmm. The Russell's treasure thing, you need to definitely get involved. And just, it's a mindset, mate. That's all it it's is. It's a mindset yeah. thing. It's a mindset. Life's a mindset thing. You just need to get in the right mindset. It, it's an acceptance, Tim. Yeah. But, but, you know, this this thing for me, and that this, it, it isn't about, I, I'm not looking to be the world's wealthiest man. You know, do you know Harvecker? No. Have you ever heard of T. Harvecker? No. Okay. T. Harvecker is, is an American who, um, it is minted. He earns a million a week. Mm. Okay. And his whole life is based around becoming rich. And he's richer than most people will ever be in the life. I mean, he couldn't possibly spend what he's got ever, ever. But he wants to be richer. Now, why? What What is it about his life that makes Harvecker want to be worth three, four, five billion? What What's the fucking big deal about that? If if he still puts his underpants on in the morning, doesn't yeah. he? Do, do you know them? Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get that, mate. You know, yeah. So so he still gets up and puts his fucking kecks on. Yeah. But he wants to be rich. But it's the way he's done it. Now he he claims that he wants to share with people how to become as rich as him. Hmm. And I don't get it. And last night I did a webinar with Harvecker, and I listened to it for an hour. And then I thought, I've had enough here because I'm not about being the wealthiest man in the world. What I do want to do is put something back. I don't want to die at 77. With nobody at your funeral. Yeah, and think, what did I give back? What is that, Nick? What is your purpose? 
Good question, that. Good question. I don't actually... I don't know. I, I'd like to... I'd like to... Um, how can I... Um, you can't have been through all this shit and it not to actually have made a difference to anybody, Nick. There's a reason you've been through all this. The universe has played you a, del- a, del- a set of cards for you to kind of go, well, Nick, you need to deal with this for something else to happen. Maybe. Not maybe, mate. It's a it's a definite yes. I'd like to think so. Well, y- I'd y- like to think so. Yeah. One of the things, my biggest regret in life is that I don't have any kids. Yeah. And um, I'm the only one of my brothers and sisters. Did your wife not want children? She, she can't have children. Oh. Um, and um, that's not a reason for not getting married to her. But I wish I'd had kids. And why did you not foster? Good or question. adopt? Probably because I was too busy. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, um, have, you talked you to, have you talked about this before? I think we probably have, yeah. I, I just want. I just. I just like some kids. Um, you can have me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> and Chloe. I, I, go on then. Go yeah. on then. I, I refuse, right? To, to hold but, your hand. But, yeah, you know, there's, there's something about that, Nick. That you know, the rest of the world that need your help, mate, can actually become your kid. I know it sounds really weird, but there's some people suffering out there, mate. With you can give advice to. I, do you know what my problem is? I don't know where to do it best, and I don't know where to do it. It's videos, it's podcasting, it's No, just sorry, it's, it's how to contribute. I mean, what, what, one of the things that um, I have learned is that sooner or later you've got to put something back. Yeah. But but it's where you put it back. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't... It's advice, mate. It's as simple as that. There's no left or wrong. The things you know about yoga, the, the things that you've been through about yeah. is... is that's you, that's your contribution to the world, but but the only way you're going to do it is finding your platforms, which is YouTube and podcasting, to actually spread that message and going doing talks and stuff like that. I think you're probably right. You know I'm I, right. I, I know. In fact, I know you're right. In fact, I- interestingly, this year, right, this year has been that the, is your purpose. Yeah. To empower other human beings on this planet who are going through the same shit. Not even people that are just going through it, just to educate people on yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't Agreed, have a clue, Chloe. to be honest. Agreed. Yeah, it's n- it's not. Um, I don't see multiple sclerosis as an obstacle. No, no, that's not true. Sorry, I see it as an obstacle. I don't see it as the end of the fucking road. Yeah, but, but listen, a lot of people do. They do, uh, right? You need to educate these people that it's not, and that's what this all this drive and all this not quitting and stuff. I honestly think, mate, that that's what you are meant to be doing. Uh, but, but what about what about my architecture and what about my? Hey, I tell you what, mate. I haven't got a clue, but that's not really your purpose in life. Don't you think? No, I don't. I don't. I just what the what's he going to do? I think it's something pretty to look at yeah. after you've passed I on. I think it's good. I think it's and I think it will. It's some. It's, sorry, <laughs> it is something that'll be there yeah. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, well, I'm obviously, you know, you know architects are better than it's going to be around and, mm. you know, it's, it does it serve its purpose, right? But I'm not going to be coming to a funeral, oh, that's Nick who fucking built that amazing. Do you want to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean I've, well, you know about Argonaut, for example, I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm starting to build Argonaut. Yeah. And um, and you're right, I've not, I've done fuck all with Argonaut. But 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 that's not that's been about situations. That's not a choice. It's it's just a situation. I've been away a month. Yeah. Um, you know things have happened and yeah. blah blah blah. And and you, and you think well. Um, what you should be doing 
is investing into Nick McGilvery, the brand. Yeah. But, but yeah, but... No. See, see, I, see, see, I know oh, what you're saying, but, but I, I often think, who the fuck cares? Oh, Nick. Who see, cares? Who cares? This is, now, this is exactly why you should yeah. be doing it. Anybody that says that to me, right, is the reason they should be doing it. Now, do you know what? Do you know something, right? Let me just, you know, what I often say, you see people on the, the TV, like, um, you might have watched Love Island. No. 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 <laughs> I don't know anybody that watched Love Island. I, I don't know anybody that watch, watches Celebrity Big Brother. I, I, frankly, I fucking hate them all. I don't even like the word celebrity. So, so people say, right, well, invest in you as a brand. Right, this, now the uh, podcast starts for me. Go on. Because I, I don't want to be our brand. I don't want people to think, oh, yeah, he's done this podcast and he's become this kind of overnight... Um, um, solution sensation. I don't yeah. want that. That's not me at all. You say, I'm not saying that. No, no, but if, uh, to me... Your main purpose for it, Nick, you've got to understand that you're going to get that, right? And there's no... You know, if it goes well, it goes well, and that's what happens, right? But the main focus, the reason for doing it is helping other people, mm. and that's what it's built on. That's what Nick McGalvery is built on. Well, where do you begin? You start by doing a YouTube channel, you get your own website, you're doing talks, you're doing podcasts. That's what you should be doing. That's what will get you up in the morning and light you the fuck up, mate. Mm. I know, I've known this for ages. It's only now that we're kind of talking about it yeah. properly. Yeah. Do you like Russell to groups and things like well, that? I don't, I don't Audiences. Have I don't have an Because a lot of people well, in school talk, and Chloe. stuff would benefit okay, so much. He can talk, Chloe, can't he? Yeah. I could talk. That's one thing. It's not got a problem. That's what I mean. Yeah. People want to listen. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. And I'm not, you know, stand, people say, can you stand up and give a speech? Yeah. yeah. Well, I could probably talk about most things, to be honest with you. Not, none of that really, none of that phases me at all. But people want to listen to you. Like, I find it really interesting listening because I didn't have a clue what MS were, yeah. to be honest. That's why I had to ask. I, I, I honestly think the biggest problem is you. I think you're actually standing your own way. Yeah, do you know what? Which, do is, you know a what? Fucking, which is a shame. Mate. Can I just tell you something? I think Russell Treasure does as well. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I think he said to me, you're standing in your own fucking... Yeah, me, me and Russell think massively that. Listen, whatever I know you've been to his sessions, but he never talks about any of them that, oh, he, no, no, that no, he said, no. um, even though you wouldn't be bothered if he did tell me. But... Um, I talked to him about you. Oh, do you? <laughs> if he does say that, mate, then, you know what I mean, and I'm saying it, then, you know, you need to get over yourself. I don't know what that means, Tim. Oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Because, listen, Nick, you're like, well, I don't want to be famous. I don't want all No, no, I don't even want... No, I'm not... It's not I even know, that. Nick, that will happen, that, because of what you're doing. You need to set it up with you know integrity what? and values. Do you know what? Recently, I sat down and thought, I'll write a book. Yeah. Right. And uh, I made some notes. And uh, I thought it, it'll be the basis of a book, except it was 12,000 words. Yeah. 12,000 words. On the basis of a book. On the basis of an idea. I turn that into 50,000 words. That is a fucking proper book. Yeah. 35,000 words is a book. Yeah. It's an e-book now. Yeah. And so you think, well, I, you know, here maybe... Here he goes, here he goes. Go on. I've got to shut my eyes because I know what's coming. Go on. Mate, what's coming? Just what, Who'd want to listen to me? Who'd want to read my book? Hey, who who'd want to download it? Fucking loads of people. A lot of Nick. people. I'd rather listen to you than this Kim is why Kardashian. I keep saying this. Why this is why I keep saying you've got to get over yourself because that you have got a gift, 
of writing, you've got a gift of storytelling, and the way you talk, mate, you've got a gift. You need to you need to spread and connect love. You need to do. That's what you're meant to be doing. That's your purpose. But not about MS. Tell me. That's part of it, mate. It's just that it's a part of your life, and there's a lot of people out there that need that. But you know, it's not just going to be focused on that. Nick McGalvery himself is about spreading the word. Spreading the word of fucking the universe is all right. Keep going, fucking, you know, when it gets you down, you know, anything like that, mate. MS is just part of it. It's not what, you know, I don't look at you and think, oh, fucking Nick's here with MS. Mm. I go, fucking here's my mate, Nick McElvery. Mm. Fuck it, every time I'm around with him, I'm buzzing because he's so positive. I think you're a little bit crazy. Yeah, I love that as well. About you. <laughs> Driving through Saddleworth more of that time of night in fog and snow. Yeah, yeah. but you still, you've yeah. still got that in you. But imagine if you're getting that driving to something you're really, truly meant to be doing. Mm. Fucking hell, you, they, they won't stop you, mate. We'd have to edit some of your ebooks because they're about the boring and you go off on tangents. Uh, actually, some, somebody else would get a shadow writer. <laughs> and I, no, no, actually, it's very interesting. Oh, mate, I'm being serious. Uh, but no, I think, I think you're probably right. Somebody said, just get some to shadow write the fucking thing because yeah, but if you, if you got your goal and you got your purpose and you come up with a plan, that's it. That's all you need, Nick. You you know what your purpose in life is. Do you know how many people go through life don't know what the purpose is? Oh, your dad's one of them, and no one's got his fucking funeral. You can't be that person. You need you know what your purpose is. You've been dealt these cards. You need to personally brand yourself up, or else you're not going to do yourself any justice. I don't know how to do it, Tim. And I mean that with, I just That's no why idea. I'm in front of you. I have Hello. no idea how to do it. Hello, Nick. Mm. Yeah, but I can help you do that. That's what. That, but that's why we've always been in touch and stuff. That's you were why we're meant to be. The yeah. universe has brought me and you together, hasn't it? Oh. Well, first it was Nicola Warwick, weren't it? And yeah. then, you know what I mean. But yeah. look, look at the blind wood turner now. What? The blind wood turner. He's um, Nicola's fella. Soon to be husband. Who? You've never seen it. Oh, come on, Nick. I've no idea what you're talking about. The Bywood Turner. You'd yeah. love him. Nicola Warwick. Nicola business Warwick. Business growth up. Yeah. Her fella. Yeah. Is blind. I didn't know that. Right. Did you not? No. Well, oh, well right. about a year ago, I branded him up and he's now been on the one show. He's been on TV quite a few times. He's sponsored by Axminster Tools. Just because he got his purpose, he knows what he to do. We set a plan together and now he's fucking killing it. Turning wood. No, as a wood yeah, turner. Mate, I've got a pen upstairs, right? It's the most beautiful pen I've ever had. And, and a it wand. It's made out of 4,000 year old bog wood and it's come with its own certificate. He's made me a magic Harry Potter wand and <laughs> just to say thank you. He's, and people, he's about to bring out his own um, varnishes and he's just spreading this well, thing about. Uh, if um, I'm in. I, I mean, I, you've got no choice, mate. That would be honest with you. <laughs> this is what I like about this girl. You know what I mean? There's no shit. There's no, no definitely there's no bullshit, not. You know, um, I, I, the, 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 you know why this is the podcast. You know, this is the reason for the podcast. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure, there's yeah, always sure been an ulterior motive. Of course, yeah. Of right. course, and I've said to said to Chloe at the beginning. I, yeah. I think podcasting, um, it, it, for me, is the future. But this is why I've had the on this podcast because it's more of a meeting to kind of say, look, Nick, this is you need to stop messing about now because this is what you're meant to be doing. You know that, yeah. The architect thing and doing the thing is, is cool, mate, and you know you can earn a lot of money from it. And, you, and I've got no doubt how talented you are at it, right? But it's not your purpose. It's not writing books, um, doing talks, doing a podcast, doing YouTube videos to spread and connect is what you're meant to be doing to make people a better place, the, the planet a better place. 
You did say you wanted to start podcasting. Yeah. When I was setting up. Yeah. But you need to brand it, McGalvery, up. Yeah. I'm very happy for you to do it. And I'm very happy to throw money at it. You're just throwing money at yourself, mate. You get, a th- you get six quid every thousand views on YouTube. There is absolutely no doubt in mind you could be charging a lot of money for doing talks and stuff like that. Yeah. But then what you do is you get a section of that money and you give it back to a charity yeah, or you yeah. give it back to something to kind of go, look, I've made that. And at the end of the day, when you come for your funeral, I'll be there. That's all, that's all you need. Oh, and Chloe as well. Are that's two, mate. Yeah. We're in. We're in, Pat. We're in. Sign us up. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's interesting because, I'd, like my sister, I don't think anybody will go to hers either. And she's very, 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 very wealthy. Yeah. But, uh, but she thinks the solution is the Catholic Church. Didn't she get a wealth from your dad, though? From your yeah. side of the family? Totally. It's not earned, though, is it, then? It's passed down. Well, she's a school teacher. No, we're not asked about no. the people. No, 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 I don't care. I don't care. Fine. You know, fair, do what they want. It's stuff, and I'm glad you didn't get the money. I'm glad you didn't. All these things have happened for a reason. For you to be sat right here now to go, you know what? I'm actually going to invest in myself now and actually help other people out because that's what you're born to do, mate. You're a six. You're a better speaker than I am. Yeah. When you've got a plan with it, when mm. you've got a beginning, middle, and end, otherwise yeah, yeah. you fucking run ramp. You know what you like. Yeah, yeah, I just ramble on. Yeah, yeah. So what you get at your beginning, middle, I and end. I bored you, Tim. No, you never bore me because I switch off. <laughs> <laughs> he's not I'm kidding really good at No, he's off. not. No, he's not. No. I know. I thought he'd left. Did you see him leave and come back? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I'm okay. I mean, I've, let's do it. Let's do it. You'd love it, mate. You fucking. And, and to be honest it. with you, I've said all. Uh, my my plan, right? Let let me tell you, my my plan. So so you know, I mean, how long have I known you, Tim? Five years. Yeah, it's about five so it's years. About isn't five it? years. Yeah. So for me, I, I'm I feel I've got a passion, and that passion is it has always been in in the kind of creative media, if yeah. you like. Things have moved on since I was because I'm 54 now. Okay. Not 45 then. No, I'm not 45. <laughs> That, that very nice young lady said, she said, you only look 45. I said, yeah, I'll stick with that. <laughs> but, um, um, so, so, but, but creative media has moved on and, and it's, it's left me behind, okay? However, from um, a delivery point of view, I think I could podcast because I can talk. I'm not keen on silences. So, so I, I like to fill the silence. Do you oh, know what I, I mean? <laughs> As you know. As I know. Tim's a fan of silences. You I like silences. I fucking love silence, mate. I just I love don't. being on my own, just no one talking to me. Do you? No. Yeah, and then like I like talking like this. So I like, I've heard, we were talking to someone the other day about introverts and extroverts and stuff. And believe it or not, I'm actually more on the scale of an introvert than an extrovert. It's mm. only that I can turn the extrovert on when I want to. Yeah. I actually like my own time. Right. And my own space to actually create and stuff. I like that, but I don't like silence. Like, I have to have the TV or, like, a podcast yeah. on or something. Just no silence. Yeah. Let's do it. Mate, honestly, I'm not, I've been all over it for about three years. I've been waiting for you to catch up to it. No, let's do it. Because okay. you, you've been through all this crap, mate. I just, I'd, I'd like to go and tell some. I can't fucking connect with these people. I can't say, look, this is what I've been through. This is, I can't, I know exactly what you're going through. I was on Saturday last. I was out. I was out with a mate of mine, and he, I rang him up on Friday. I said, "You fancy a pint tomorrow?" And he said, "Yeah," because you know, fair enough. Anyway, we went out on Saturday afternoon, and um, 
and uh, two pints became uh, a bottle of um, Irish whiskey. <laughs> and uh, we were out eight hours. And um, I learned a lot about him, things I didn't know about him, strangely. And um, whilst we were there, a, a, a neighbour of mine came and um, she said, do you think, is it okay if I have a drink with you? I said, yeah, sit down. So she had a drink. And um, it's a former neighbour, sorry, not a neighbour now, somebody right. I used to live with. And she said, we have a, a lady moved in and um, she's li- she lives on her own. She's 50 and she's got MS. So I said, oh, Jesus. Because one of the reasons I moved out was because it was a very difficult place to live in with MS. And she said, the thing is, she said, three times a day we have to go out and pick her up off the floor. And I said, why? And she said, because she just falls on the floor. I said, well, it's because you live in a fucking hell. What? She doesn't know. Anyway, I said, I'll come round and see her. I got a text last night. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew it would happen. I've passed your details. She'll bring you up. So I, I'll be going to help her out. And I'll put her straight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yep. because, and actually, strangely, they moved into the apartment that they live in, and then her husband fucked off. And he did it because he thought she was safe. Actually, what he'd done, he'd pushed her out into the mm. the end of the plank. Yeah. Without him knowing it, he'd pushed her onto the end of the precipice and fucked off. You can't do that to people. And so... You need to be fucking spreading this message, mate. So I said, right, I'll go and have a chat. And the, the Carol, my wife, said, why are you getting involved? What's it got to do with you? I said, because it, it'd be just... I can't, I can't just leave the girl Because there. it's another human being. Exactly. And she's got a problem. And right. I, I'm not saying I'm the solution, but I know, I know what the solution yeah. could be. Yeah. And she might live a better life. And apparently, her son lives with her. He treats her like shit. That's something else I can't stand. Mm. He, 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 she's vulnerable. Yeah. So our son, who's twenty one, treats her like shit. Why um why don't you tell her to go to your podcast so she can hear you like once and oh that's right, you haven't got a podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's times, mate, where people are just there, they're lonely and they just needed somebody to listen to and stuff. And I'm not talking about just MS. That's just at a point where, you know, maybe it's a little thing to go, look, Nick, people need your help, mate. Okay, I, I just don't know how to do it. And yeah, that's, I, I know how to do it. Okay. It's fucking, it's piss. Right, let's do it. It's piss for me. But we, I, I'm going to rely on But we need to do it, mate, and then we need to do a plan together. No, fine. fine. Right? Um, and then, obviously, you know that I'm busy and stuff. Yeah, I do. But that's where she comes in play. Fine. You set Have up, you a new best friend? Yeah. That's you, fine. You set <laughs> up, you make you set up phone calls, you set up times when we're going to ring, when we're going to do this. Um, and then what I want to do is brand you up. I want to do some photography. I want to do some audio with you. I want to do some video with you. I want a website that people can come to and buy your books from. Um, okay. And just absolutely smash it out the park. Obviously, you still need to do your, the design and stuff for the time. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you, Nick? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'll be honest with you. I'd be jibbing it off and focus on this because this is what you're meant to be doing. What, why do you say that, Tim? I've always known that, mate. What, I've always known because these are the cars you've been dealt. And the fact that you keep fighting against me every time I've said it is that <laughs> makes me <laughs> makes me more know that it is right. 
Mate, honestly, you'll be at seminars, you'll be spreading the word. You will get up every morning, mate, and you'll be buzzing your ass off. Mm. I promise you. Okay, I'm in. You'll love it. Let's get a plan. You'll be able to help a lot more people doing this than you will architecture Fucking you will mate yeah and I, I, i've always known that i mean to be fair i mean it, i've always said that architecture is a young man's game i'm not dead young okay in fact i'm not even young but you, mate you're only fucking 50. i bet you say you're I'm not 45. old i'm, I'm 45 <laughs> mate no, you've got fucking hell I've got right fucking if you say right years. if you say what 88 probably about you think i've got 30 years fucking shit loads of time 35 years fucking hell but i've got to be careful tim and this does come this is god's honest truth now yeah my condition is deteriorating yeah and I've got to be careful. I'm working with a doctor at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I know, but what everything that I'm saying, mate, you're doing it from your fucking bedroom. I, and actually, and actually, it's, it's very true. It, in fact, I'm, I'll tell you this very, this is God's honest truth. I'm working with a doctor at the moment called, she's called Wawa Who, Dr. Who. And she's, she's awesome, right? She's a. Would she come on your podcast? She, she would come on my podcast. She's a neurological oncologist. Holy shit. Fucking hell. That's right up there. That she's mate. right up there. And she said, do you know what? Do you know what you should do? I said, go on. She said, you should speak to pe- my patients. How many more fucking things do you need yeah. from the universe said, to tell you? I said, you need to speak to Tim Marner. <laughs> <laughs> she said... I know no who Timana is. Oh, she knows. Come on, Doctor Wu. <laughs> She's lovely. Doctor Wu's lovely. 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 Right, lovely. It's it's it, Let's it's do it. there for you. I'll come now. here. I'll come here. How do you get upstairs here? I, I carry you. Fireman's I'll lift. Fucking piggyback you, mate. Just get on my fucking back. I'll carry you upstairs. I don't give a fuck. So we're doing it. Fucking right, we're doing it. We've been doing it for about three years, mate. You just don't know that I've been doing it. Right. I've got it already in my head, to be honest. Have you? We're going to do it, yeah, honestly. Okay. Does it have to be called Nick McGilver? Yep. Yep. Okay. What do you want to call it? The, the MS guy? No. Right. <laughs> has to exactly. be Nick McGilver. If people are come asking you to come out and do stuff, you're Nick McGilver. Yeah. You always have been, always will be until the day you die. So we're not hiding behind fuck all. We're just going, this is me. You're going to get all the stuff, mate. Who, who does he think he is? No, no. Oh, he's just playing on his MS. You're always going to have yeah, that, yeah, right? And it's always it's going to beat you up inside a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But what we are built on is integrity, values, and looking after human beings. And these books, Tim, are they books or are they just e-books? The books, mate. The, the books, books. Definitely. I think when you get a ghostwriter in, um, and need to decipher your shit yeah. and make it make sense. Yeah, yeah, but at yeah. one million percent, they should be out there into the into the world. Yeah. Audio book. Um, e-book. I, uh, I uh, my cousin, uh, my cousin's daughter has uh, a condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, and uh, that is a condition where your body doesn't grow any. Um, 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 fucking, what do you call it? You'll know it when I tell you. But basically, it's, it's the bit that binds your your bones to your to your muscles, collagen. Tender collagen. Oh. So her body doesn't grow any collagen. Right. And she's your age. She's about that wide. And uh, she's at college and all the rest of it. Massive Harry Potter fan and all the rest of it. And I said, look, I said, I've got this protocol, which is based on the stuff that I've done. And uh, she said, do you think you could just jot it is down? Is it the wall protocol? Wall, the wall protocol. Walls protocol, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
And I said, I'll just jot it down for you, but I'll put a slant on it so that you know. 48 pages. (laughs) (laughs) She went, what the fuck's this? Anyway, she read it on the way home. And she she rang me up, she said, fucking hell. Now, that 48 pages was probably 30, really. Yeah. No, all right, it was three. (laughs) No, it wasn't. That 48 pages was was gold. Yeah, yeah. Because it told her how to sleep. Yeah. It told her what to do with childbirth. Yeah. I don't mean physical childbirth. I mean, um, I'm talking about things like birth control pills right um it told her what to eat what what to do exercise wise when to do it when not to do it and i I thought fucking hell actually you know i've got a list of foods that we should eat and i've got a list of foods you shouldn't touch with a fucking barge pole and so you think well actually i've got a book in me how many books have you got in your neck um interestingly probably two or three right I'd read them, definitely. I wouldn't. I'd, you I'd don't listen read to, I'd, Yeah, I know I'd listen to the audio book, me. Yeah, yeah. See, see, now I'm not keen on it. On I, what? I, I prefer reading. I think you should read it. Ah, but what you need to do is actually give people options because not everybody's the same. You need to either let people no, watch, I agree. I agree. listen, I agree. or read. So I, I need those three. It, it, but your um, blogs would be massive, mate. Your blogs would be huge. See, I'd, see, I'd want to keep that really sweet. Yeah, yeah. But, but do but a you few can do, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just but which drives focus to people buying the books or downloading the audio books? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, absolutely. You know, I, I agree with Chloe. But I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to run audience. it like a business. It's not just some woo-woo fucking, oh, look, I need... It's going to be a business that's yeah. going to earn you a lot of money. Okay, well... I fell at the weekend and I broke. My, I fell on my frame and broke it, so I couldn't. I've not been able to stand up for two days. I've been sat in the same chair for two days. So Sunday, Monday, prime, just because we got pissed on Saturday, I've not been able to stand up for two days. So I said, I, I've been waiting for my frame to come from Amazon, and I've been following the fucking guy round. <laughs> and they said to me, they said they sent me this thing saying. The driver of the truck is 18 deliveries away. He was in the next street. Mate, 18 deliveries this, away. This, you know this, what you're talking about right now? That needs to be on your Instagram. It needs to be on your thing because that is so good. That content, gold, you're telling that. me that is gold, right? I don't know any, but that's what I mean. But these things that you're doing, you should, you should be putting in a diary. We should be putting on Instagram. You should be doing little videos about it. You honestly, the community it. that you will build up because of that, Nick, honestly, will be massive. I've got to leave that to you, Tim. Yeah, this is beyond me. And it's not. It's it's in you, but you're not seeing it right now because oh, you sh- don't know what you're feeding. You need to feed Nick McGallery the brand, and all this stuff that you're doing is feeding that, and then somebody buys your book. Okay. Yeah. No, somebody I mean, signs up, subscribes to your YouTube channel. All these things that you're doing, mate, at the minute are golden, and it's everything that you've been through is going to drive that. Okay. I don't know how you're going to do the Carol thing. She'll just say, oh, no, not another shit idea. I guarantee it. Why not? One of them's going to work, innit? Yeah, you but, just keep doing it. Yeah, but you, you, what, what, what she wants me to do, what she wants me to do is to sit down and say, right, I've done enough. You've got a condition that you can't get past. But I don't see MS like that. I don't see it. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. I'm thinking I've got to get in my car, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be a pain in the ass. 
but I'll still get in my car. And people, when I drive down the road, somebody said to me recently, how do you drive? I said, I drive a fucking Jeep. I drive a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I drive it with my hands. What? So do you not have pedals? No, Did I drive I, it with I my was, hands. I was actually wondering that, how you drove. With my hands. So you have, like, your clutch, your brake, and your acceleration? Here. That's meant that. I've just driven to Marbella. I've driven to Marbella. Yeah. It's not stopping you. <laughs> and then I drove home again. So it's not an obstacle, but but it was. I beg your pardon. It is an obstacle, but it's not. A, it's not an end game. But to Carol, it's an end game. I've got it, mate. I know okay, what, and I know and it's I because when I fall over, she's the one that picks me up. Mate, I get that as well. I get that. You need to be aware of but that. But it's. I think when I pissed on the floor, yeah. She yeah, had to mop mate, it up. I totally get that as well. But it's not about you, and it's not about Carol. This. Yeah, okay. It's about other people in the world that need your help, Nick. And I think if Carol can understand that... She might buy into it down the line. It, I think it's not about buying into it. It's about believing. Um, and the proof's going to be in the pudding, to be honest. Because just one video that you could do could just help one person. I think it just if you look at it on that scale, that before you die, that you know that you've just helped one person. Yeah, that'll do. That'll fucking do me, mate. That'll do. That'll do me. That'll do. Won't it? Yeah. And that's all that really matters, mate, I think, in this world. Do you know Garth McLean? No. Have I mentioned Garth McLean to you? Maybe. Garth McLean's the yoga guru. Right, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't do yoga anymore. It's just it's just got too too heavy. It's yeah. got too much. It's too difficult. But what um what breathing are you doing? Are you doing any meditation? Um, every are you day. Are you right? Okay. Cool. Every day I'm doing I'm doing what, what Russell told me to yeah, do. Sick. And I'm doing headspace. Yeah. And I do a um I've just paid up a subscription to Calm, mm. but I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not keen on it. Yeah. I try Calm. I prefer Headspace. Yeah, I prefer Headspace. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. But the, my problem is, um, I keep falling asleep. Mm. So in Jan in September, yeah. a, a friend of mine who's a lovely, lovely, lovely woman. She's a yeah. nearly eighty. Yeah. But fucking hell, she's a meditation guru. Yeah. She said come to my class and she, I said in fact I, I saw a daughter recently and I said is my email address make sure you give it to Marilyn yeah and um, she said I will and she said I know my mum's been on to make sure that you're coming now I'll pick it up from there yeah. and I'll get better and better at it yeah and I've already explained to Marilyn where I'm at but I'm still going to see Russell because Russell's got he has a different perspective Mate, I'll be on honest I, I, I meditate Right, but I cannot do it as good as when Russell's in the room. There's just something about his presence. There's something about the way he talks to me that I, I feel more connected. Mm. I think I've got past that. I know what you mean, but I think I've got beyond that. I've been able to move forward from having Russell in the room, primarily because I do it so often. Mm. And and I do it daily. And I religiously do it daily. In fact, it comes up on my phone. Yeah. You know, now's the time. But you get past 
having somebody in the room. And I don't mind if yeah, the Yeah, don't get me wrong. On. I can do it without him in the room, but I can do it better with him in the oh, room. Just I, because I can. That's, what I mean. I that's can. what I mean. I can do it, mate. I can, I'm really good at meditating and switching off. And it's one of my things that I, I don't think my business will be where it is if it wasn't it. But having Russell right next to me, talking to me, and his presence... You're, you're calming out him than, than when I met you. Yeah, massively, massively. I'm, more, I'm a hell of a lot more mindful just for the fact that me and Chloe were talking about the one-minute manager and because yeah. of a lot of people that you have to manage, you've got to be more calmer. You can't be reacting. You've got to kind of understand that Chloe needs to be managed a different way to the way Gaz does, to the way Kay does. To, yeah, um, and you do it. Yes. For me to do that, I need to be more calmer in myself and be able to... You are much calmer. Yeah. When I first met you, you were fucking hyper. You yeah, were, yeah, yeah. You were a bit on 100 yeah. mile an hour. I still got that in me, I, mate. I know, I know. But I, I've got, I never lose yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I, we talked about Keenan before. I noticed Keenan's disappeared and all, yeah. all the rest of it. And then, okay, he's gone. Yeah. But... but You've got Chloe, yeah. lovely girl. Got Gal- um, Joe now. So. Gaz, great yeah. lad. Yeah, Kay, yeah. love her to death. Yeah. I don't know anybody else. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy just gone out. I think he works here, but I don't know. Yeah, Lee. Lee. yeah. Lee. that's my business partner. I thought Gaz was your business partner. No, 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 Gaz is my sort of <laughs> oh, number one, that. my right-hand man. Gaz is going to love that. All right, I thought Gaz was the... <laughs> no, that's Lee. Um, I thought he's called Gaz Lee. Oh, oh right. yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, he's got, no, he's called Lee. Gaz Lee is my right And that's Lee Robinson. Hand. <laughs> oh jeez, I don't know who's who now. So is he called Gaz or Lee? He's called Gaz. Is called Gaz Lee. L E I G H. Yeah. And my business partner's called Lee L W. Lee Robinson. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I thought Gaz was your partner. They're not everyone. We're all partners, to be honest. Right. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> where, where do we start? When do we start? Well, we've just started, haven't we? We've started, yeah. Pretty much. We've got the, we've basically just manifested that this is what we're going to kind of do. So you're, you're holding accountable now. I need to, well, obviously, you're going to need to tell Carol at some point, mate. I'll tell her. I'll, t- I'll tell her. I don't, I don't not tell her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know but, she's but not going to be into I don't, it. I just like. don't want it. Oh, fucking hell. Here well, we you're going to get that, Nick. You're going to get that. But what, from your wife? Yeah. Too right, mate. But like you say, she must mops up your piss. She picks you up when you're down, and mm. I fucking totally get that. I mean, but that's me. But yeah, that's me being mindful, knowing that you know we need to have Carol on board, and we need to go. You know, Carol, we need to do this now because it's like it's time for us to help other people out and stuff. Mm. And she's gonna be, but when she sees it work, and she'll kind of go, you know what? All right. So shall I carry on with my book? Yeah, definitely carry on with your book. We just need to get a ghostwriter, yeah. yeah, definitely. We need to just get a ghostwriter to like edit it down and just make make it make sense. Just but imagine I, the book being about three thousand pages, yeah. or like the last yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? I'll, I'll send you the fifty thousand words, and then you can knock yeah. it Decide down to, to twenty thousand. How long have we been talking for? I, I don't know. I can't read the podcast screen properly, to be honest. It's still going red, though. It tells you it's top in the middle, doesn't it? Well, it's going to come out if I do that. Since 2012. What's that nice? <laughs> it's, it's that because it's not connected in. Right, okay. Okay, brilliant. Oh, where does it go? I can just see it at the top there. There is Don't stop it yet. So, this is... Nick, can you put your headphones back on? We're not particularly finished. Um, we're going to leave it there, but this is... It's not a goodbye. This is a kind of... 
hello to Mick McGalvery, the brand. What date is it today? Uh, 20th, 21st. The 21st of August. Of August 2018. What time is it? It is 3.08. 3.08. Nick McGalvery, the brand was born. Everybody, I want you to be going following Nick. Coming very, very soon. His website, um, he's going to have a YouTube channel, podcast. Follow him on Instagram, follow him on Twitter, where you can do his little quirks and his little rants, his little tangents. But for now, Nick, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, mate. Thanks, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Chloe. Thank you, Nick. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Tim. Adios, motherfuckers. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Team Manor podcast. Get down.